Sports. The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, kind of tease something. that Because uh, we were talking Texans. And Texans Wire, which is like constant Texas, Texans news based uh, out of USA Today. Gave us... And I would never have found this, so I got to give Aaron credit for it. Because... I don't. I don't. Can't tell you the last time I actually checked Texans Wire for prep stuff. So Aaron found this one. And thank uh, you, Aaron. Yeah. Usually so, I go through and I just laugh at headlines because it will be something like that, but not nearly as um, hopeful, I guess. But I saw this. I was like, wow, you really needed something to write and put up as a blog post today, didn't you? Yeah. Three reasons fans should be all in on the 2021 Texans. Um, okay, here's number one. And they referenced Jerome's column where he was talking about how cheap the season tickets were and how he went from being 14,000th on the waiting list to being in first. And he, uh, he said no. And they said, buy low, sell high. <laughs> they say, if, uh, you think Nick, Nick Casario can turn around the Texans, then yes, purchase the season tickets as an investment in future fortunes. If no, then pass. I'm going to uh, take Jerome's uh, lead here and pass. Yeah. I don't believe hey, you, man. Fuck that. I don't see how Nick Casario can turn this team around. I haven't seen anything out of him to make me think he can turn a team around. Uh, except maybe his draft prowess. Yeah. You know? I'm not a draft expert. Oh, never mind then. Number two. Uh, this is maybe the worst. Gives a chance to build street cred. Uh, says there's virtually no reason to be optimistic. Uh, however, it gives a casual fan the test necessary to say they have seen the worst of Texans football. Huh? What? All right. Uh, listen, I like train wrecks as much as a nice guy, but says 2021 provides the opportunity to take that pain and show that you aren't a casual fan. You truly do ride with the Texans. Uh, Uh, trust me I'm the most casual fan the most well I mean I I get that there are people who want to go and tailgate with their friends and the social thing and all that um so that's your that's your big number two is well we're gonna stick with a team that really sucks (laughs) because that way people will know we're true fans you're not a real fan if you don't cheer for this team when they're in the worst shape of their entire history and they clearly don't have any plans on getting better anytime soon is is street cred the right phrase here well yeah listen i mean with other texans fans yeah the world of texans fans is almost like a a gang 
Uh, I don't know if you know this. They're they're the uh, the uh, the battle red Crips or b- battle red Bloods. Maybe yeah, maybe that works. It'd be deep deep steel Crips, battle red Bloods. So um, this is their way of jumping you into the gang as soon yeah, as yeah. season. Okay. Oh, you just think you could show up when we made the playoffs and won a playoff game we shouldn't have won? You think that's how it works, bro? No. You got to earn your stripes. You got to earn your Toro tat. You got to come to every game of this 3 and 14 season that's about to happen. Every one. And you have to let Toro have sex with you. That's, that's no, that's just hazing. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's uh, not that's not how gangs work. Okay. Well, I, you know, I I don't know. I just It's like you've never been in a gang or something. Well, I guess me and John are the only gangsters from this station. John was in the animals. I was I, I, I was I was in one of the uh, West Side Story gangs. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. I, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't in a gang per se, but I was just pretty much generally. And when I say I was, I mean I kind of am still recognized as pretty much just a, a G. See, but don't people have to like like you and want to be around you for you to be no. in a gang? Okay, no. I'm just I'm just asking. A lot of people do like me though. Really, my wife. Yeah, that's one. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's, there's, that, some, other, there's some other one. people, but I'm not going to just put their name out there without them knowing. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I don't. I don't think it's wise to speak for them. Not, that's not my job. I think Joel likes. It's you. not my job to do that. I think Joel likes you. Uh, I think Joel tolerates me. Aaron, Joel, Aaron likes you. I think Aaron doesn't hate me. Yeah. I think Aaron's now worried that it, his new boss is going to be worse than me. Which probably will be. I mean, the devil you know is better than the one yeah. you don't. Yeah. Yeah, but we can always kill the new boss if we don't like him. I feel like as a boss, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty likable. Maybe you, because you're in a gang. I'm not in a gang. I don't kill people. As a person, I'm less I don't less do it likeable. myself. I have people do it. Yeah, yeah, members of your gang. I'm not in well, one, listen, so they wouldn't I, do it for me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a horrible human being. I would never kill anyone myself. You know, you, that's, that's work that you farm out, you know? So... H-Town and Dame. Get initiated by hanging out with Cal all day. Yeah, there you go. Play video games. Play Mario Kart. Welcome. By the way, I've decided when you you talk about him sitting on the floor playing video games that it was Mario Kart. Like, that's the only logical game that I could see him playing. Can you think of something different that Uh, he might have been playing? Smash Brothers. No, I could see him trying to play Madden, but like Madden 2008. See, I don't picture it anything to do with football. Oh, no, I, like, I, honestly, I, I, I don't even think it's sports. I kind of think it is. I think it's Madden 2008, which is why he thinks he can run a team. Okay. I don't think you ever got to the third reason in that article. We didn't. Uh, Not that you have to. No, no I, mean, we, I need to know article, now. I need to know now. Rebuilding the defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Texans did pick up one of the defensive masterminds of the past 20 years in Lovey Smith. Okay, listen, I think Lovey Smith's pretty good. Mastermind? Mm. Eh, eh, that, that might be overselling just a little bit. Call Illinois football and ask if, if he's a mastermind. Well, it's just like Bill O'Brien's a, you know. A QB whisperer. Yeah. yeah. It's not my job to do that. Uh, his defense is a scheme that lets Zach Cunningham feast, and he should finally be able to make his first career Pro Bowl. Might do that just because nobody else. there's nobody else on the defense. If the Texans can lay the foundation for a ferocious defense, 
Putting the offense back together with premium draft picks in 2022 should help Houston be wild card competitive by the end of that calendar year. Isn't most of the defense like the rest of the team on one-year deals? Yeah, yeah. 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 But what about these premium picks? Like you act like your first two picks are going to be automatic contributors. It's just it's one of those things where what, what's the name of that battle? Is that the Battle Red blog or where, where, what's it? What's the uh, Texans Wire? Texans Wire. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know your audience. Your audience is Texans fans. Six Ten does this all the time. So you say something better about the team than what is real. Because if you just crap on the team, people like hardcore Texans fans get angry. That's why Texans fans, Rockets fans, that's why they don't like me. Because I just say what's real about their crappy teams. And they're like, you're a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just, I see a team that sucks and I say it sucks. You're, you're a person who sees a team that sucks and say, it's great. That, that, that's worse. That, you're, you're living in a dream world. Whoever writes for that Texans wire, that's their job is to play to the people who live in that dream world where the Texans are this close to turning it around when the reality is they are dog poo. They it is I don't know that a, a NFL franchise has been further in the hole than the Texans are right at this moment. Like I don't remember the last time. Well, I mean the 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 winless Browns, but at least they were having draft picks, and that's what I'm saying. You, you know, you were thinking when you won that, zero games. Guess what you got? Yeah, first pick. Now you knew they were going to blow it, right? But at least they they had it. The Texans, the one guy on their team that gives you any hope, is a, a molester allegedly. Like, well, <laughs> if if nothing else, he's a solicitor. It, yes, or it, and if nothing else, he's a dope. He's a dumb dumb. Yeah, well, we know that. It's just a mess. That people don't like to hear that. That's what I'm saying. That's why people write stuff like this. Yeah. And said, Listen, he's a dumbass. Oh, how can you say that? Oh, well, let's list the ways, sir. Because think about this. Imagine you write for TexansWire.com. And I, I don't know if they... I'm, I'm guessing they have an editor there. or Maybe it's just one person who writes for the whole... Like, is it one person who does the whole site? I think there's two or three. Because it's under USA Today's. So I okay. think there's two or three guys. Just like the Rockets one. That So imagine the, whoever's in charge of those three guys at Texans Wire says, Hey, Billy, I need, a, uh, I need a story about the Texans. And he wrote a story that said, Top three reasons why the Texans will stink again next year. You know who would read that story? Absolutely no one. Because there's no reason to read it. Because it's... that. We all know that Texas are going to stink. You don't need to tell me why. Yeah. There's more than three reasons. So, so when you say something like three reasons why this, whatever the. Go all in. Yeah. No. That's that's the only way they could get some dopey Texans fan to click on it. Oh, so, sounds like there's a reason I should be back in the team this year. No. Should put a bag over your head if you go to the game. The, it, None of those were even remotely legitimate reasons. That's no. that. That's the only reason why I wanted to bring it up. See, if I had the time and I were literate, I would write a compendium, like an opposite of you want actual reasons to buy tickets to a Texans game this year, and I would write it for Sports Map. But I'm kind of illiterate with writing, so and I don't have the time. Why should I buy tickets to a Texans game to give Cal McNair more money? Obviously, yeah, I that he's going to spend on the big time free agents that you got this off. Oh, Mm-mm. no. Well, you know what? He got a former Heisman Trophy winner, and he re-signed David Johnson. You think that's free? Mm. 
Uh, well, I might I might go to see my beloved Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I'll pay to see that. Okay. Well, that's a different team. Actually, I'll fly somewhere else to go see them so I don't have to give Cal any money. A um, couple things. Somebody uh, says, if you don't buy season tickets when we're a laughing stock, you don't deserve us when we're mediocre. That's right. It's like, if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Hey, man, fuck that. For real. Somebody said Jack told them to write that. Uh, and... Joshua Bobman asked, the Texans got crushed for the Hopkins deal. I don't think it was a good trade, but Atlanta hasn't caught any criticism for the Jones deal. Why the polar opposite reaction? Because Julio Jones is old. He's past his prime. He's a big contract that they wanted to move on from. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a a top receiver in his prime. Yeah, Julio hasn't been healthy now for two years either. I mean, he's on the downside of his career. It's not. This would have been like the Falcons trading Julio seven, eight years ago for a second round pick and a crappy running back. Yeah, they would have they would have caught heat then. Trust me, but they never would have done that because they're not a dumb dumb organization. So uh, before we go to break, can I uh, tell the people about some places they can get drunk tomorrow with some of our folks? Sure. Uh, Soccer Matters is at uh, Hugh O'Connor's tomorrow, I believe. Hugh O'Connor for the next four, uh, and I I'll be out there for one of them. I'll work it out with Glenn, but I'm going to come come out there after the show, not tomorrow. But uh, sometime in the next few weeks, show a little support for Soccer Matters. And uh, while Soccer Matters is on, apparently everyone wants to see Patrick Creighton scream, suck all the Ds at the television. So he's having a an Isles watch party at Coaches in Midtown, which is one of my old hangouts. So it's uh, Louisiana and Webster. Starts at 7. So you guys can go if hockey, get your hockey on or get your soccer on on a Tuesday night. There you go. How about that? With our people. <laughs> IOT and H-Town. That's another Houston Texans fourth down. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it. All right. I got to tell you guys about TGS insurance. Uh, you know, what's crazy is, and I I found that the, uh, the homeowner's insurance in Las Vegas, where there's no natural disasters, my homeowner's insurance is going to be like 500 bucks a year. Isn't that crazy? Now... TGS can't get you down to 500 bucks a year here in Houston, Texas, unfortunately, but they can save you a lot of money. And I, I was paying $1,000 too much on my homeowner's insurance, and I sent that text. I texted the word money to 232323, and then boom. Uh, they said, hey, this is what you could be paying. And I checked it against what I was paying. I said, what? Why would I give them more money than I need to? I'm still getting A-rated insurance, got all the same coverage. I'm just saving money. The average customer is saving $900 plus a year. Why wouldn't you try it? You're probably going to save some. I'm not going to say you're saving $900. you will probably save some money. And if you don't, cool, throw the email away. There's no obligation. Uh, text the word money to 232323. See what you could be saving on your homeowner's insurance with TGS Insurance. is the Blitz Blitz. on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Still curtain asked Fred, how was the weekend? Any East End backyard? Yeah, we went Saturday afternoon. We're, we're almost there. By the way, 
Shout out to them. They've got a brew fest there Saturday with a whole bunch of good brewers. I will definitely be there. So uh, you can check out their, the website on that. But uh, that was the one that got moved back because of the weather. So rain or shine, they're having it on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, be a lot of fun. But, yeah, we uh, went over there for a little bit, drank way too much, went back to my place, drank too much. Somehow we ordered a bunch of – I didn't because I, I was passed out by then, I'm sure – but when I woke up the next morning, there was a bunch of like Denny's breakfast stuff in there that apparently somebody had ordered and nobody touched. So I'm guessing everybody just kind of, but I have no recollection of that. All right, let's uh, squeeze in a couple of calls. Let's start with Philip. What's up, Philip? Hey, what's up, Fred and AJ? How y'all doing this evening? I'm calling from uh, Pennsylvania. And I just wanted to say something because I'm from Houston, Texas, and I, I think that the Houston Texans need to take that name off because now the nation says Texans suck, Texans suck. And I hear it up here in Pennsylvania, and I'm thinking like they're talking about the people, but they're really talking about the team. Now, I just wanted to ask y'all, should they change your names? Because I'm an Oiler fan. I will never be a Texan fan. But see, I'm going against my people when I say I'm never going to be a Texan fan. So I think the name should change. I'm going to hang up and listen. I, you know what? This is, the, uh, this is a great topic, I would say. No, I don't think they should change their name. <laughs> that's, that's where I'll go with it. Yeah. I think, and, listen, first off, they, why does anybody in Philadelphia give a rat's ass about the Texans? I, I don't know where you're hearing the yeah, Texans. Yeah, tell those but, people to suck it. Tell yeah. them, listen, the, the, the Eagles uh, ain't uh, no peach yeah, either. Yeah, just uh, tell them to suck all the Ds. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm co-opting that from, from Creighton. You know, we Next time to, they say the Texans suck, say, how about them Pirates? You know what? I'll shut them up. Uh, Eat my balls. Yeah, exactly. Aaron, Go. I want you to find that audio of Patrick and then bleep out the... You know, and we're, and we're just going to throw that at people. It's either going to be eat my because Crystal had a great idea. She wanted a shirt that says "Eat my balls" on the back and suck all the bleeps on the front, or one way or the other. It was the other way around, I think. Oh God! All would right, would that be a collaboration shirt? Yeah, it kind of would. It kind of would. <laughs> suck all the fucking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot about the extra one in there. Uh, Lorenzo, what's up? Hey, Port guys, Port. Sports, yeah, I want to ask you guys, man, a quick, uh, quick question, uh, and then I'm going to get to my point. Has, has uh, Jim Crane had a history of being very penny-wise, or has he have, is it just cheap? Uh, I don't know that he's been cheap. I, no, I, like, I don't think he has. I think he has put money into this thing. I think that right now he's like he's reaching a point where, you know, when you take into, a fact that, take into account that he missed basically a whole year of people in the seats, he's being smart with his money, but I, I don't. I don't find Jim Crane to I, be cheap. I've actually got a lot on that, but let's get your second question first. Okay, and well, I was just asking because it kind of takes me to my next point, man. I just, I just realized how spoiled we are, or we we used to be as Astros fans, and um, like just some of the great closers. It used to be we went up, we just didn't have the bats to support. It used to be like when we went up back in what Octavio Dotel days and. Uh, I mean, Billy Wagner. Yeah. Billy Wagner used to come in the game. You used to could throw, just bring in the whole infield. It was over, and you knew he didn't. I don't. I don't remember Billy Wagner having a whole bunch of uh, tools in his repertoire, but he had that heater, and it was coming dead down the center. 104, 102, well, 102, 103. Good luck hitting it. Um, 
and that kind of takes me to my the, the question that I want to ask. I just is it is it has the game changed or am I just not paying attention? But it just doesn't seem like seem like in the Billy Wagner days um, there used to be a lot more hundred mile an hour throwers. I mean, there's a lot more. It seems like there's a more finesse to the game. More people are focused more on uh, you know rotations and all this other stuff. But uh, and I think there was that French guy. Gagne or, or Gannon or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, uh, but uh, and that was one of the last ones I remember. So I just it has 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 high high speed uh, people just falling off as far as closers, or am I just not paying attention? Uh, well, uh, what do you think is the reason why? Uh, Aroldis Chapman uh, brings it yeah. more than anyone in the history of Major League Baseball, and and he's a closer. So I I think that those guys still exist. I I, I don't know that the you know that the closers today are as good as they've been in the past. I mean, the Astros, in their case, it's certainly not better than it's been in the past. But, um, you know, they're, they're, like I guess Kimbrel's been a, he's he's been pretty solid for a while. Uh, but they, they seem to have a shorter shelf life now. Yeah, and, and, Kenley Jansen's been doing it for a while yeah. for the Dodgers. But yeah, very few teams have a guy and. I, I honestly think that teams are less apt to pay, pay those late inning guys a ton of money. A lot of the times they're just letting them go and finding another guy. And, it, you know, it, it's it, the game changes. It, but as far as the Astros. I, I, honestly, I don't think it's that much different. I think it's just because the Astros had those guys then and you were seeing them all the time. It could be. There's there's hundred mile an hour guys out there in bullpens all over the league. There's just there's never been like twenty of them. You know, there's there's always five or six, and a lot of guys throw high nineties, and that that really hasn't changed. Uh, but but it's also getting back to your original point. Unless you got something else on that before I move on to the no, I, I was going to say as far as the Astros being cheap, this is the the list of teams that are spending more money on payroll than the Astros this year. The Dodgers, Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets. That's the whole list. Yeah. The, the Astros have the fourth highest payroll in baseball this year. You can't say a team is cheap if they're number four out of 30. Uh, and and listen, like teams like Cleveland, imagine that. Cleveland's a good, they've got a good team, right? Yeah. I mean, they've let they've let go of a lot of good players, right? They're dead ass last in payroll, and chances are good they won't be buyers at the deadline. That's when you have a cheap owner. That's fr- and that should be frustrating to fans. Yeah, but if you if you're fourth in the league in payroll and you're not constantly adding to it, it's hard to call your team cheap. It really is. Well, it, and now let's 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 start with the Jim Crane era, okay? Because Dotel and Wagner and those guys were long before this. That sure. has nothing to do with Jim Crane. When Jim Crane bought the team, he basically said, we're going to blow it up. We're going to start from scratch. And when it's time to spend money, we'll spend money. Guess what they did? They went out and spent money. They went out and got Justin Verlander and paid him a ridiculous amount of money. They got Zach Grinke and paid him a ridiculous amount of money. They paid Altuve a ridiculous amount of money. And I know that they're up against the luxury tax. And... He addressed this uh, basically yesterday, uh, or James Click did. He said that it's not a hard cap. There, it is a factor, but it's not a hard cap, and that's gonna that's gonna come up because at this point, and if I'm Jim Crane, 
and you know you're starting to get people back in the seats you're starting to make money again do you know you might look at this as your last chance knowing that if you go over the cap for half a year you're not going to be over it next year when Grinky's off the books when Verlander's off the books when Correa apparently is going to be off the books um so why would you not go and try to add and not try to cuz cuz this team's good enough I mean, they really, it, with the exception of the bullpen, and, and I'd like another more reliable arm at the top of the rotation to go with Valdez. Because I, I don't know how reliable Grinky is at this age and, and how he will be in the playoffs. I mean, if you get good Grinky, he's, he's great to have. If you get Moonball Grinky, like we did the other day, mm, yeah. not so good. So I, I'd like to see somebody, you know, I, and I've, I've said all along, this is where they really miss Justin Verlander at the top of that rotation, the guy you could count on every five days. Well, I think. Fromber could be becoming that guy. This is a big enough sample size now from all of last year, playoffs, and now this year. It's getting, I mean, he's been really, really good for a while now. It seems like the lights come on for him. And, you know, so he may be that guy. It also may be that, okay, he's been pitching the best he's ever going to pitch to, and he falls apart. That happens all the time. But I think if he's that guy, you can find one more reliable dude at the top of the rotation. Maybe it is an internal guy. But I prefer it. I prefer you to go out and get somebody, and you got to get a couple arms in that bullpen that are more reliable than what you have. Presley, Presley's good. That's fine. But if Presley has to close every single game here, you're gonna wear his ass out by the playoffs. Yeah. And you need a couple of other guys that you can count on. And, and again, maybe maybe one of them comes internally. They, they but at this point they almost have to come internally because I, I was there, there's a list. You know what? We'll do this on the other side. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll just give you the synopsis then. There's an MLB.com story that came out this weekend over... It was called the uh, 10 Relievers Who Could Be Traded Ranked. And it's basically like the top 10 relief pitchers that could be available at the deadline. And it, and it points out that very few, you know, very few teams at this point feel like they're out of the mix. And maybe that clears up some by July 30. But most teams right now think they're still in it. The number one guy on their list is Craig Kimbrell, who let's say, the Cubs are in second place. Yeah, I, I mean, what, why? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to. The next guy is Daniel Hudson from the Nationals, and everybody's talking about the Nationals because the Nationals are the one team who everybody thought would be good that isn't good. Right. So they assume they're going to sell off everything. Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates, who's under team control. So let's let's say let's take he, him. He's as actually a, he's going to cost you something. Let's take him as a serious option. Yeah, this guy's got a one seven eight ERA. A .71 whip, and he's under control through 2023. What do you think the Pirates want for him? I, I promise you, look, I don't know what the Astros' prospects ranking are, but I'm guessing whoever their best prospect is probably ain't going to get you Richard Rodriguez. So, and especially when you're competing with all these other teams who also, every every team who's competing, like at the at the top end of the league, Needs relief pitching. They all do. No like no team's ever gone into the playoffs going, you know what I'm real comfortable with? Our bullpen. We got everything we need in there. No. They're always trying to add more. So now you're competing with literally every contending team. The Astros do not have they they do not have the prospects to get the guys that they would like to have. And unless yeah. Jim Crane wants to spend more money. Yeah, but that my my point though is that you know you're you're talking about top three guys on the list. I don't think you you need that. You can get eight through fifteen and get 
better arms than what you have. The tenth guy on the list is Michael Fulmer, the former rookie of the year for the Tigers, who's got a three three four ERA uh, and is having a fantastic season. He's he's got another year of arbitration control. My guess is you can't get him. He's the tenth out of ten on their list. I, I don't know. Maybe they can pull some magic. They've done it before. Well, they did it with Jeff Luno. I, I don't know yeah. if James Click can do that. And I've I've said that all along. And that's no knock on James Click. I just I don't know if he can go find and, and you know they were always good at finding these arms that you're like oh, okay this guy was pretty mediocre at this place and he comes in here and he's really good and, and maybe maybe they can do that. But they're going to have to do something. They can't keep going, keep trotting these donkeys out there. And everybody says Deshaun Watson hopes that help comes internally. Mm. I think his was externally. No, it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just stop. Let's just stop and talk about new breaks. <laughs> and uh, I, I've been getting so many great testimonials from people. Use them for the first time after hearing you guys talk about them. I'll never get them done by anybody else. They're convenient. They took care of my son's car. They took care of my mom's car. And the great thing about new brakes is if you go to newbrakes.com and you be R-A-K-E-S.com. If you're thinking about going somewhere this summer in your vehicle, you got to get your brakes done. You're going to mention ESPN. You're going to get 10% off. They're going to come to you. They're going to come fix it at your home, at your office, uh, wherever you need it done. Heck, if I'm doing the show, they can come do it while I'm doing the show. How about that? They're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. They're 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers. Why go sit in a shop or a dealer for a couple hours right now when you can come have them do it while you're being productive? Go to newbreaks.com. You're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. They're going to reach out to you within a couple of minutes to learn more, and then you're going to get that instant online quote from their break experts. N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off your service, newbreaks.com. Even when I know it can't be true. Your home for sports is ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Dustin says the problem is that Luno had bullets to fire in order to make trades. Luno shot all the bullets and left click shooting blanks. Yeah, at some point later in the show, I'm going to go back and look at exactly what they traded. And give up crap. No, in any of these deals. No, so give up. They give up. They got Michael cards. Brantley for almost nothing. They got Garrett Cole for almost nothing. They got Justin Verlander just because they were willing to take on his contract. Uh, yeah, uh, just like we were willing to take on Lance Erline's contract. Well, that's we the, weren't. That's the only we reason had we had to. Him. Yeah, we had to. Seven ninety was trading him, and uh, he demanded a trade. Actually, he didn't like. Uh, he didn't like his situation <laughs> there, and he. And you know what? We were here to scoop him up on the cheap because he was demanding a trade. It was supposed to be a one-year deal. Why is he still here? It was. He's a, he's what we would call a uh, he's a glommer. He's still hanging around. He just that's that's where we messed up giving him an office. Now he just sits there all day, and I don't know what he does. Yeah, you but. know, you notice he also has his like JJ Watt jersey right where you can see. Oh it. yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's rubbing that in our face. Yeah, uh, Lance, how you doing, bud? I also have a black coat that's been hanging from my <laughs> a black coat that's been hanging from my uh, 
you know, from the, from my blinds ever since doing the TV stuff, the draft stuff. So I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much. If you see my messy my offices, I wouldn't read too much of me leaving something on a chair. Trust me. There's 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 nothing there. It's just some shirt on a chair. It's just some shirt that says jersey. Lance. You were my best friend the whole time I was here. Love JJ. JJ couldn't pick me out of a lineup. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like he could. Sounds like he could. Uh, give us give us your thought. I mean, I normally we normally talk to you about the. I listen to you guys. By the way, me and my son Alec are we're listening to you guys. You could have hit the break on time and then come back with the re- the reliever talk. I mean, you could have done that. AJ, you know. Program director AJ Hoffman would have done that. But I'm a short timer. Like Vegas podcast guy is like rolling through the break. Yeah, unbelievable. I did. I did that out of respect to you, by the way. I got you. No, I could. I could tell Aaron said no. We got Lance coming up next. Yeah, bring that. Yeah. yeah. No, I knew. I I could hear. I knew exactly what was going on. And you know, my thing with the the Astros is Fred actually made a pretty good point. If you if you look at this like you are going to for sure be losing Zach Greinke, like his money is going to roll off. Of course, you know, they, they paid some of that, that salary, too, so that certainly helped when you pick up Greinke. And then um, when you think about Justin Verlander, who the Astros may not have to pay that salary this year with insurance, you know, if he doesn't come back. I don't know all the terms of their insurance, but they certainly have insurance for players like like uh, uh, like Verlander who are out. Um and, and Carlos Correa, you know, once if you know those guys are going to roll off, you could be very aggressive at trade deadline, adding the guy that you know could be a future Astro. And even if you are a little upside down from a salary standpoint for the last four months of the season, it may not really matter when you look at next year. So I thought that was interesting. The question I would have is, you know, they, they're not. They're at the bottom of the league. Well, they're in the, the the bottom like ten percent, really the bottom five teams when you look at the minor league system according to Baseball America, at least headed into the season. So I just wonder if they have anything to deal with. Like, if you get into a gunfight with another team over a, a you know a trade part, you know, uh, in terms of uh, looking for a trade prospect, I just I don't know if you have what it takes if you have to go head to head with someone else. That's the old wallet with. I think they would get wallet with wallet with by another team. Well, and teams like the Dodgers and the Padres have, have especially because now those teams are kind of chasing the Giants. They've got so much invested. You're going to invest a little bit more. I think some of those teams would say, "Okay, you give us this reliever, we'll give you a prospect. We'll also take on whatever crappy contract you're trying to get get rid of, Maybe. get out from under. We'll take that too." And that's going to be the difference maker. It's not like what prospect can you get back for some of these teams. It's what crappy contract will you take off our hands? And I don't think the Astros are looking to do that. No, I don't think. No, the Astros 100% won't do that. And I, I still think they'll go bargain hunting. I, I don't think that they, the Grinky thing was a, a true go-for-it moment when they wanted a second taste of a World Series. You know, we, are, we already know about the Verlander deal. Um, Mike... Brantley was a Michael Brantley was a really shrewd signing the first time around. The second time around, it was a total blessing that he signed a second time. And now I think when it comes to bullpen, I, I saw the I don't know if it was the same list, AJ, but I saw a list of bullpen pitchers. And I think you'll see the Astros uh, dabble in the bullpen world, but it's not going to be for Kimbrough. It's not going to be for a big time closer. I think it's just going to be for an arm, and they'll they'll just play it out. You know, they'll they'll see what happens when all the arms are healthy and they move another starter into the bullpen, unless they go six-man rotation. I think the Astros will just try to add a get Baez back, add another arm, 
roll with, uh, you know, roll with either Stanek or, or I guess Stanek and um, Rayleigh, and then let, you know, let Presley be the closer. I'm not 100% all in on Presley, but when have the Astros had a good bullpen in the postseason? Like, I don't recall it in the new iteration. They've gone into postseasons with good years from the bullpen, but they usually crumble in the postseason. They're unreliable, and they usually have to be, you know, bailed out by by starters posing as relievers. So, but we agree I don't know. in the, in the, in this iteration of the Astros, while they've gone into it without they've they've gone into the playoffs without a great bullpen, it's never been this bad. Well, it's never been this bad on paper. No, this is this is as bad as I mean. I would argue in seventeen the bullpen played terribly, but yeah, for in, in terms of in terms of uh, a bull, yeah, this is as bad as I've seen it. I mean, this is this is as bad as I've seen it. Maybe as an Astros fan, it's really really terrible because you really can't rely on anybody. I mean, they just consistently give up runs. Like you just can't get three innings. Asking a bullpen. To, to throw up a, a, a 12 scoreless innings in a row is almost an impossibility. Do you know how many Astros relievers uh, have a, a plus war this year, like above zero? Oh, uh, I think I looked at this. It's um, Presley's got one, right? Presley does, 0. 0.8. Presley, and is does Brooks Raley also? No, Brooks Raley actually has the lowest on the team, negative 0. 0.9. But wow, I, Brooks Raley has the lowest. Lance, I don't use you mentioned Brooks Raley earlier. I'm not a believer in Brooks Raley. I'm not either. This dude has a six three nine ERA, and people are like, "Oh, he's still got great stuff," and he does. It's just that his great stuff often people hit the ship out of it, and it's yeah. like, is your stuff that? And I get he, he strikes out some guys. Okay, well, guys hit bombs off of him too. Uh, I, I just outside of Outside of of one guy who's the closer, and you can, I mean you can't pitch him three innings, four innings every night. I don't trust anybody, and honestly, this moving starters around thing—I get it's an idea, but you're also asking like if you let's say you take a a Christian Javier and put him in the bullpen, and he gives you four innings. I mean, it's not like you can just throw him out there two days later and get four more no, innings out of him. It doesn't work days, that way. Gentlemen. Yeah, but um, he's really good when he comes in. You know, you feel really good about having uh, Luis Garcia, um, and maybe even instead of Luis Garcia, maybe you look at it like McCullers and Christian Javier. Maybe you know somebody that you think might is, is a high pitch count guy that might only go five and a third. That's kind of fun thinking about those two guys, and that's what worked in the postseason when you had that really tight schedule last year during pandemic. But yeah, it's not really. That's not really feasible unless you have two other guys that can do the same thing. Because at some point you're going to run into, you know, God forbid you go to extra innings. So I just there just aren't the arms in the pen right now that are reliable enough, I think, to win a World Series. Something's going to have to be done. You're going to have to have somebody's going to have to really rise to the occasion. We talked about it this morning. You know, for as much as people kind of got tired of of Will Harris. Will Harris was a relatively reliable guy. Yeah. Year in and year out, he would go into his funks or whatever. But Will Harris showed up and did a good job. Joe Smith was good two years ago at the end of the year. This year's Joe Smith is I, – I have the least amount of confidence in Joe Smith of probably any reliever I've seen, even beyond Dan Maselli, the missile. When your nickname is the missile and you're a reliever, that's bad. 
and maybe the fans just called him a missile. But um, yeah, I just I don't know where it's going to come from, and I'm not sure. Paredes can't find the strike zone. He has the big arm, but he also gives up. You know, they also hit him hard. It's just I think you're going to have to go find it on another team. Um, and what would be interesting is if you really want to get, you know, if you really want to get aggressive, if you are willing to move one of your young pitchers, like uh, uh, Javier, who I, I would never want to move a Javier or an Urquidy, who was a starter, to say, look, we'll move it, we'll move him, but we want, you know, a big, a good young arm from the pit, you know, a good young arm from the from the minor league system, and we want a, a solid. Uh, a solid reliever as well. I mean, that'd be a real gamble that your starters would stay healthy, but that might be, you know, an interesting look. It's certainly a long shot, but I'm just trying to think outside the box because I, I'm, I'm just not sure unless they want to give up a couple of their, you know, Leon or uh, Siri from the minor leagues. I'm just not sure who they're going to give up. All of those guys, they're, they're not exactly lighting the world on fire either. No. They're like, and and they own is yeah. Siri had been. I don't know if he still is. I'll say this, and I, I you know, Lance McCullers has has been solid when he's out there this year. But because you know, when he pitches, you're probably just going to get five innings, and then you got to cross your fingers on the bullpen. Yeah. Especially now that you've got him signed, I would seriously consider just saying, "Listen, Lance, for the rest of the season, you're coming out of the bullpen. We're going to use you when we need you." Uh, and I know he won't like it, but that's the beauty of you've already signed him is you deal with it. Uh, but if you've got a guy who has good stuff and you know, at best on a good night, he's going to go five, maybe six innings. That guy's the perfect candidate. And I know nobody wants to hear it because he's outside of Grinky. He's like the established vet. But I think he's he may be the best candidate, and outside well, of Odorizzi. I mean, but I don't trust Odorizzi bullpen starting trust, either. But why would you do that with a with a seventeen million dollar a year pitcher? Uh, but not you know the same issues you have with Javier are going to be the same issues you have with McCullers, where he can only. I'll tell you what what we we kicked around one time, and I think John kind of started to come around on when you, when he started thinking about it logically. The concept of an opener and getting your relievers out of the way early. You know, starting with a Stanek and opening the first inning, if he could weasel his way out of one inning, and then you get some, and you get Brooks Raley and gives up a run in the next inning, and you're down one nothing after two innings, and then you go to Luis Garcia, I mean, or whoever, Christian Javier, whoever, but you've already knocked off a couple of those, but you still have seven innings uh, to make up for it. I mean, I, I know that that's not. A traditional thinking. It's something Dusty Baker certainly wouldn't be used to. But Tampa's done some of that in the past, and there have been organizations that have done that before. And I, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world to think about the concept of an opener, not a not a bullpen by committee, but I mean truly trying to just chip away at a couple of innings early with your bullpen, and then going to your better pitcher to to try to take it, you know, from three through eight or three through nine. Well, let me ask you this, and and this isn't traditional thinking either, but a game like yesterday, why does Fromber need to throw seven innings? Like like once that get once that game is is nine to yeah. one, why why is Fromber going out for the sixth and the seventh inning? It's nine to yeah, one. Yeah, I don't. Um, as long as this pitch counts, what it is, I don't think they. I think they look at it as it's, it's not a wear on the arm. But, yeah, I mean, you can make a point. It's the same, but it's also the same argument. Why would you keep a quarterback in in the fourth quarter when you're winning, you know, 38-3? to three? But most NFL teams 
don't pull their quarterbacks until later in fourth quarters for whatever reason. But, it's, it's well, 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 let me answer that for you because you just spent 10 minutes talking about how crappy the bullpen is. Even with a 9-1 to lead, do you really trust Rayleigh in those But clowns? wouldn't you rather have them, in, <laughs> have them in low leverage situations, especially if you're a team that's got six starters? If you can pitch a guy five innings one day and you save some wear and tear on him and you give you, those bullpen arms pitch low leverage innings instead of high leverage innings, I'd I'd much rather do that. Right, their low leverage innings suck too, though. I mean, that, but once you once you've got I mean, a nine one lead in the sixth inning, I mean, and if, you know yeah, what? I, I don't, if you I don't, blow that, hell, you blow it. You, I mean, you you, you yeah, know. See, I I I don't buy that at all because I've I've seen enough of those guys that you know what? If I'm getting seven out of Frombery's not pitching for four more days, what's the big deal? Yeah, I I, I think that there's there's especially with the six man rotation, you're talking about piecing together guys. I, I could see that. I could see pulling Fromber and saying, "Hey, we'll start you again on in four days or whatever." And and I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if there's an answer I, uh, without bringing more bodies in because shuffling around the bodies you have, I don't think fixes this whole thing. All right, there's yeah. Lance Earl. I think he has to do some parenting. Figure, I mean, you got to do parenting, Lance. This out? Yeah, I got. I got to take my son to go get a suit. Okay, so. what's he got going on? A prom or something? No prom's over, huh? No, um, no confirmation. Oh, he's, he's done all the yeah, Jesus he's, classes he's and everything. Right with Jesus is what's happening. What? Okay. Ask him. Uh, ask him who. Uh, t- tell him to name me like uh, three of the guys at the Last Supper besides Jesus. Does he know him? Shout out to the fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my kids. My wife has already drilled it, and my kids will be able to do. They'll do pretty good on that. On a Jesus Jeopardy, they'll be okay. All right. Well, I'll challenge him one day. I'll put him up against Aaron or Juggalo Trey. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's Lance. Well, Irline. I'll bring my daughter. I, my daughter's the ringer. I don't know my my son's seven. He's coming up on seventeen. He's I, I don't trust a seventeen year old on that. I'd rather go with a ten year old daughter. She's she's still locked in. She's reliable. Yeah. He's got other things on his mind now. Yeah. I can't. You can't yeah you can't and jesus knows jesus is watching yeah. he can get that confirmation all he wants but jesus knows what he's really thinking about when he gets that suit i mean you know the showers get longer that's right all right that's lance Erline here morning seven to eleven well seven to ten ish on mm-hmm. uh on the bench uh lance we'll talk to you next week bud okay we'll see you guys all right when we come back i've got uh i've got some trade info updates uh, from from Jeff Luno about some of these prospects. And Jeff I, Luno's gone. He's I dead. Know, I know, but I mean, I'm just going to dispute what uh, Dustin said. And then the other thing is I've got two uh, bad fact mistakes by you that we'll do when we come back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do I know? Oh, I got to tell you guys about something brand spanking new. It's called Underdog Fantasy. And I said, well, I've never heard of Underdog Fantasy. What's this? Well... Let me educate you, friends. Underdog Fantasy is a it's a new game, boys and girls. It's unlike what you what you're used to with fantasy, and it, I it, I think it's pretty darn cool. I, I I think it's what I would call fresh and exciting. And here's the way it works: they they're doing daily and season long fantasy sports, of course, but it's an easy to play format. You're not dealing with waivers or trades or anything. You just draft, you set it, and it's, you forget about it. You don't have to set your lineup. Every, that's what my son is terrible about this. He wanted to play fantasy baseball, doesn't set his lineup. Well, you don't have to worry about that now. Uh, you can draft riskier players since you don't have to worry about them on the bench when, you, when they've got a huge week. 
It, it, contests for the 2021 NFL season are already live, including the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. It's the largest best ball tournament in fantasy football. 25 bucks to enter. Over $3.5 million in total prizes. Play online or download their mobile app, and if you don't like it, they'll guarantee your money back up to 100 bucks. Sign up today with the promo code RADIO. Make your first deposit to receive a free $25 in bonus cash. Go to underdog sport, underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and register with the promo code RADIO to get $25 cash for free on your first deposit. Download the app today. Start playing now. Use that promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5.